0: and welcome to the Cracked Pots Podcast. I'm Pastor Rebecca.
1: And I'm Pastor Chad.
0: And we
2: have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Cher Fisher. I'm a volunteer with Family Promise of Martin County.
1: You're more than a volunteer. Your role is? Co-chair. Yeah, so she's co-chair with Family Promise. Um, So we're going to talk today about Family Promise, the homelessness situation in not just the country, but in our community. Because as people of faith, we're actually called to address issues such as hunger and homelessness um, in our community. Go figure. Um, it's, it not, it's not just about showing up and singing some songs and you know <laughs> taking some communion. It's actually about doing the work of Christ in the community and one of the things I love about Family Promise is it allows us to do that right here on our own campus. That's
2: right. That's right. We're a faith-based organization that gives a hand up to homeless children and their families and what your viewers may not be aware of is that in Martin County, we have a liaison in our school system that works with the homeless children.
1: Wait, wait, but there's, there's no homeless people in Martin County.
2: <laughs> That's what's so shocking. That's what's so shocking. <clears throat> Pardon me. We actually have 482 children registered as homeless in our school system.
1: Wow. Take a minute, pick your drawl up off the floor because that number, that number is staggering. Um, I know when I heard that number, Pastor Rebecca and I had a conversation like, oh my God, like like over 400, and and to clarify that 400 number, that's just registered within the school. So if they have younger siblings that aren't in school yet and haven't reached school age, they're not even counted in that 400 number.
2: That's right. And then also consider those children that aren't registered. Their parents Mm -hmm. are afraid to register their children as homeless. They may be removed from them or they don't feel like they're actually homeless because they're couch-surfing or they're staying with a friend they're not actually homeless so when you factor all of those in we're looking at fourteen hundred fifteen hundred children homeless in Martin County
0: And we really have nothing right now in Martin County that that really helps the homeless I mean we have what we call the bridge ministry which basically just provides some material things, the everyday survival stuff um, for people. And we call it the bridge because the people live literally under the bridge yeah. uh, uh, over in, and that's actually over in Jensen Beach. Um, but, you know, th- there's no shelters, there's there's nothing really for the homeless community here. I know um, we had a member who has since moved to, I think he moved to South Carolina, but he used to run a program where he would at least, he would give out tents To the homeless people, so they could live in the woods, Um, and you know, which great. But then there, you know, other people who I've run across who knew about that, and they were kind of like, "Yeah, I'm really not wanting to live in the woods because there's kind of scary stuff in the woods."
2: (laughs) Well, and Pastor Rebecca, that's a great distinction to make. There are chronically homeless. Mm -hmm. And then there are newly homeless. Ten City Helpers in Martin County works with the chronically homeless. And then we we do have a couple of shelters in Martin County. A uh, Mary Shelter mm-hmm. for um, single pregnant women. Yep. Seven beds. They save two lives at a time. And, and c-
1: seven. That's a, not seven zero seven zero. Seven beds. Period. Seven. Yep. One two and three four five six seven. Which and is Compassion a really low number.
2: House has eight beds and they work with uh, mothers with children boys under the age of 12
1: check the math that's 15 beds for mothers with children okay so let's say i'm a dad and my 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 the mother of my child and myself are suddenly homeless living out of our car there's not a shelter like no. there is no place that there's i no can, that my family shelter can go in
2: Martin- there's some subsidized housing There are some opportunities there, but there are no family shelters, so that's what Family Promise of Martin County is all about. We have 11 Family Promise affiliates in the state of Florida, which by the way, Florida is third in the country for homelessness. Right, because let's face it, I would rather be
1: homeless where there's no snow and there's you know, it's not 20 degrees below zero yeah. than being homeless when it's 20 below zero. We,
0: we both hail from northern states where it gets pretty cold and snowy, yeah. and you don't you don't want to be homeless yeah. when it's 20 below zero. It's yeah.
1: In, in seminary in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, we decided one night to do a lockout So most churches are familiar with a lock-in. The kids come in and they spend the night at the church. Well, we did a lockout and we slept on the square. I'm sorry, on the traffic circle in, center, in the center of Gettysburg. We got some cardboard we laid down, we got some sleeping bags, and we slept on the street. And this was in, I want to say October-ish, early October, and let me tell you, it was cold. Yeah. And that concrete is really, <laughs> really hard. hard. Yes, yeah. it is. And um, seeps, that coldness probably oh. yeah. just seeps. Oh yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't leave. <laughs> Um, it's it's miserable. It, it's frankly miserable. So so the fact that that Florida has one of the higher homelessness rates isn't shocking. No, um, but it doesn't make it any less sad, and it doesn't make it any less of our duty and responsibility as people of faith to help those people. Yep. So we a few months ago. So let me let me backtrack. Share was one of the first people from outside of our congregation that I met when we moved to Palm City um, at my. Um, installation. Uh, a member of our congregation came up to me um, after installation, and we're in, in our in our faith development center having having food and you know doing what we Lutherans do well. One of the things we do well is eat. Um, we eat well. We yeah. do. That's, and, that's
0: why I'm on Weight Watchers. And and this person,
1: uh oh, Weight Watchers plug coming. And this, and Pastor Rebecca has a killer pyramid scheme working for Weight Watchers. <laughs> So diversion. If you're looking to lose weight, talk to Pastor Rebecca, and she will set you up with Weight Watchers. Is this our commercial segment? I guess so. Today's segment is brought to you by Weight Watchers. (laughs) If only we got paid for it. Yes. (laughs) Unfortunately, we're not being paid for this sponsorship. (laughs) Uh, But if you're listening, Weight Watchers, feel free to kick us some cash. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Anyway, one of the first people I met, um, or anyway, at my installation, um, a member of our congregation in Canada said, "I need to talk to you." I'm like, "Okay." Said, "There." I talked to somebody, was it Rotary? Kiwanis. Kiwanis. (laughs) I I talked to somebody, at. she gave a speech at Kiwanis, and I think you'd really love it. It's, I don't remember what it's called. It's something with with homeless family I said, Family Promise? He's like, that's it. I'm like, I'm in. What do I need to do? I'm in. So he set up a meeting with myself and Cher, and Cher came in to tell me about Family Promise and that's not really how it I I came
2: in to school you, yeah. and you told me yeah. everything I <laughs> needed to know about Family Promise. Yeah,
1: so my history with Family Promise, we were involved at the congregation I served in Gainesville, and family pro- confessional moment, Family Promise almost led me to not take this call. Um, that's how, that's I how, re- pass- that's how I passionate. I recall you telling me that. That's yes. how passionate I am about Family Promise. Um, as I was in the call process here, and I don't know if I'd already met with the call committee or council or where we were in that process, but the director um, asked me if I could have, she invited me for coffee, and I, when someone like that invites you for coffee, you know something's coming. <laughs> um, which is, which I was like, hey, let's talk. And, and she said, I would like you to consider serving on our board. And I was like, oh, no, this isn't good. And it's something that, that I had, I had considered um, prior and I'm like, is this God telling me I need to stay in, in Gainesville? Like, is this God saying to me, maybe your work isn't done here yet? And I'm like, oh. so it, it was, a, it's a hard, when you're leaving a congregation, it is hard anyway. And that was just, made it even more gut-wrenching. Um, so when I got to my <laughs> installation um, and somebody said, hey, so there, there, there's this thing called family, I think, whatever it's called, starting maybe in Martin County, like, oh, hey, God, that's pretty funny. That's a
2: God <laughs> thing right there, yeah. right? Uh,
1: that's pretty funny, God. Ha ha. <laughs> so that was, so Cher was my, one of my first contacts outside of the congregation um, when, I, when we moved here.
0: Oh. Um... And you have some exciting news though for how uh things are moving because we need we need thirteen congregations on board, right? And you had another one that signed up last night, which leaves
2: us at how many? That's correct. We have ten weeks filled. We need three more. So we're moving right along. We're looking now. We actually had fun development training last night. We had our national liaison come in, Tom Chaffee. And um We have a couple of congregations that we're working with um, that are looking at um, the program. So we're going into the next phase now looking for a day center. We've received funds uh, from an anonymous donor for the 15-passenger van that we will need. Um, So yeah, we're moving right along. It's been about a year and a half. They told us it would take 18 months to two years and we went, oh, really? Well, really, it takes that long to get the community engaged yeah. and on board, but it's happening. And the enthusiasm, wouldn't you agree, Pastor Chad?
1: It was amazing. So a few, a few weeks, a few months ago, sorry, a few months ago, we had a meeting, and I don't remember where it was. It might have been at First United Methodist Church. And we were around two tables, so maybe, maybe 15 people, maybe? Yes. Last night, we had 36 people show up at the meeting. Um, and there was a new energy and a sense of excitement. And then there was this fight that broke out, a heated, <laughs> heated fight at a Family Promise meeting, a bunch of, um, um, imagine that, a fight among a bunch of Christians, and that fight was about how soon Family Promise would be up and running. <laughs> Indeed. So, so yes. Tom, who Cher mentioned a, m- a minute ago uh, from National, said, September? Yes. He said, you guys will be up and running by September. And then Jill, who was your co chair, Jill co-chair. Bennett,
2: she turned white.
1: Yeah. She, uh, <laughs> Pale. Yeah, white and like, oh my God. And she said, January. And Tom goes, September. And she said, January. <laughs> so here's the deal. Like, you all have a hand in deciding this battle. I, I mean, really, because it comes down to a few things. We'll get the 13 churches, we'll get yes. the 13 yes. weeks covered. I mean, that's, we're just plugging along but now we're at the point where two things need to happen. One, more people need to know about Family Promise, which is one of the reasons we invited Cher, so if you're listening to this, you become more familiar with Family Promise, because they're really, it's one of those things that is really hard to not want to do um, and not feel called to do as people of faith. So one is is getting the word out about Family Promise, and then the second part is the fund part, is the -hmm. the financial piece of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And that's building a financial base of donors to give, um, to start building that financial base so they can hire an executive director or secure a day center and do all the logistical things to get officially up and running. May I,
2: may I plug our website? Sure. We have a donor tab there. You may donate. It's uh, www.mcfamilypromise.org. We also have a Facebook page and uh check us out there's a lot of good information there
0: and um can you maybe explain a little bit of the process that goes into what what happens when you you know a family comes to you wh- what the process then is of helping solve the their sure. homelessness sure
2: sure and uh, pastor chad will um, speak up whenever i um lose track of something. But how it yep. works is this. We work with no more than fourteen people. That's typically three to four families because we have the uh fifteen passenger van, a driver, and then fourteen people. So the family comes in, we do a screening with the caseworker. Um we cannot allow for any kind of physical abuse uh, any kind of addiction. Not that those homeless children and their families that they don't need help. We're just not able to do it within the parameters of our operation.
1: And here, and and why? Because you're working with a volunteer base. Yes. So it's it's a matter of protecting. And this is one of the things I love about Family Promise, as not just as a volunteer, but as a church leader. Family Promise is committed to doing everything they can to protect. The volunteer base, which is why they heavily screen for drugs mm-hmm. and domestic abuse and stuff like that. Again, not because those people aren't worthy, but because you're trying to protect the volunteer base and keep them safe.
0: And you need a different skill set if you're going to be dealing with drug addiction. That's right. So you need you need trained counselors, etc. And yeah, you're just that's right. I've that that going on right now. Yeah.
2: So, so uh, once we once we have the family in. Um, We will have a day center, and we will have 13 congregations that will host one week a quarter. So the week typically works like this. We have the volunteers come in with the bedding, the linens, and the church will set up somewhere in their congregation. And the family will come in in the evening. Uh, The church, the week that the church is the host, they will do a hot meal. They will have a cold breakfast and then items for a sack lunch. So in the evenings, and this will be from Sunday evening to Sunday, the following week, Sunday morning. um, The families will do whatever families do. They will have their bedrooms, a common area. We want to preserve the dignity of the family. The family will serve themselves. Meals will clean up. The children will have appropriate bedtimes and then lights out at 10 o'clock. The next morning, 6, 6.30, the van comes and picks them up. We take the families to our day center where the children will go to school. Some of these families, they will have a job. They will have a vehicle. Those that do will go to their jobs. Those that don't, we're working with some nonprofits in the area, too. We will do skills training. We will help. Um, the ones that don't have jobs find jobs, do resumes, um, credit counseling, all of that. Through the day, the children come back from school, and then around 5.30, 6 o'clock, they will be transported back to the church, the congregation, for their evening meal and to stay overnight. And then Sunday morning, the families are up and out before church begins and before its services begin, and then um, on the weekends, they go to the day center as well. I've had people ask, well, what do these families do? They do what your family does on the weekends. You know, we will do any kind of activity. And the typical stay is 60 to 90 days before they're out on their own um, in a home of their own. The success rate is 82 percent. After two years, they are still self-sufficient. So that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, Pastor Chad, what do yeah, you want Yeah,
1: and my, my experience has been that the majority of the families, whether it's a single parent or that there is income in the family, mm-hmm. you know, my experience has been that they are working. They had a health issue where they couldn't go to work or their, their child was sick and they couldn't, and they had to call in sick and they lost their job because their child was sick for a week and so, well, sorry, you're fired. Or there was a medical emergency and they had medical debt um, which that's one, of the yeah. hu- that's one of the huge, huge issues, you know, debates in our country right now politically, um, is, is the healthcare piece. Well, the reality is for some people, that healthcare hit puts them underwater and they can't get out of debt. You know, one of my, I, I guess it's not right to have favorites, um, but one of my favorite Family Promise families, they were voluntarily homeless. So they were in a, they were, they were renting a place and they both had jobs and were working a lot of hours. And the the landlord was not taking care of the, of the property that they were living in. And the sewage was literally backing up in the house. Ugh. And they're like, this isn't safe, this isn't healthy. We can't live like this. So they moved, they b- broke their lease because they were not willing to, nor should they have been willing to no, live in that absolutely. situation. And what happens when you break a lease, well, then you get that mark on your credit history that you didn't pay your delinquent in your rent. Well, then nobody will rent to you. And nobody was willing to rent to them. So they voluntarily went to Family Promise and said, hey, this is our situation. And what I didn't know at the time, they ended up, they had three kids of their own and adopted two others oh. because the, other, the two other kids were in just living in not a good situation and that we can provide for them. So this family said, hey, this is a bad situation, went into Family Promise. This family actually, um, we married. Um, they were not married at the time. And they were like, this is, this is so wonderful, this is amazing. You know, we we want to get married. Um, so me, being the pastor that I am, said, well, <laughs> I need to do premarital counseling with this family before I can marry them.
2: <laughs> and it took me
1: all of two minutes maybe two minutes, to realize how stupid that statement was (laughs) because I had experienced this family over the course of two separate weeks because two congregations in Gainesville um, were part of Family Promise. Um, So I'd experienced this family over the course of of two weeks and seeing how how much they loved each other, how they were raising their kids, and how committed they were. And I'm like, what can I possibly say to them in premarital counseling that is that is more profound and more of an indicator of whether or not they can survive a marriage than watching them (laughs) raise their kids in a homelessness situation. So it's not that, um, family promise is not the the, the people that are living in the tent that have been homeless for 10 years because they want to be. Um, That's just not what family promise is.
2: We're giving a hand up. It's a temporary condition for these newly homeless. And these children need to see that people regard them as perfect the way they are. You know, a lot of these children, I think they lead a double life. They go to Mm -hmm. school, they pretend everything's okay. Then they go back to their car or they're living in a hotel. I met a family because now that the word's getting out, Um, I'm getting calls about homeless families. This is a working mother with three children going to lose her hotel room. She was evicted, foreclosed from her home, going to lose her her hotel room because she didn't get paid for another week. And this this is happening. These are our neighbors, and and I've seen uh, when I went to convention a couple of uh, weeks ago, there were actually several of the executive directors were former guests yeah. of these affiliates, and they come back and volunteer. And one, Cat Lilly, uh, has spoken, you can Google, um, has spoken before Congress on the plight of homelessness. She's in Colorado Springs. She's now on our national board of Family Promise. Yep. So it's, and, and you've seen it firsthand, Pastor Chad. I'm excited to see it firsthand what a difference we can make. And um, it's all about these precious children, and they need to know they're okay just the way they are. And homelessness is not because of something they did and not something necessarily that their parents did, whether it's a dad or a mom or a parental unit. It's not their fault. It's circumstances. And so and we can make a And life does not difference. treat
0: people fairly. I mean, let's just face it. That's that's life. Does not treat not everybody fair. the way th- you you think you should be treated. It just it, that doesn't that isn't how it works. It would be nice. It would be nice, but that's just not the way life rolls. Yeah. Um. So as far as the congregations and what they have to do to um, help with this, what are what is their role? What are the, the things that they need to commit to? This.
1: So this is what I love. Um, if 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 you're if you're breathing, you can, I mean, and literally, if if you're a breathing human being, there is something that you can do to help with family promise. So if you can sleep, Yes. You can show up at fa- you can show up, or even if you don't sleep well. So, Pastor Rebecca and I are, Pastor Rebecca is looking at her new fancy watch that tells her how much she doesn't sleep. Um, <laughs> I don't need a watch to tell me I sleep poorly. And that thing um, that says
0: poor yeah. on it's like right.
1: Um, but if you're willing to lay in a lay in bed, um, not in your own bedroom, you can help at Family Promise. We need overnight hosts so that someone is here with the families while they're while they're here overnight. If you can cook you can provide a meal. If you can talk and hang out, you can come and hang out with the families in the evening. You can play game, board games with the kids or cards with the kids or with the adults. Help with homework. Help with homework. I mean, there's a million things you can do. Um, you can, if you can't do any of those things, you can donate a loaf of bread, you can donate a pound of lunch meat, you can donate snacks, because what will happen, um, our experience has been that the families will come, and, and the beauty is, Family Promise, through the network of churches, will basically provide all of the needs for the family while they're in the program. Yes. Um, so they will, we will provide their shelter. We will provide their food. Now, if they have their own cards, which many of them do, they're responsible for that part of it. But in terms of eating, in terms of a place they have a place to sleep, boom, we have that covered. In terms of, um, in terms of food, so we will provide meals for the evening. So they will come and they will have dinner. And we're not talking extravagant meals. We're talking meals that are kid friendly. So mac and cheese or, you know, spaghetti and meatballs. We've done taco bars, stuff like that. Some people will have special um, dietary restrictions and, and they will be communicated to the congregations in advance. So the families will come, they will get that meal. Now, my experience with churches is people overcook. So guess what that means? That means there's leftovers. And if there's leftovers, <laughs> guess what that means? There's lunch for the next day. <laughs> yeah. so, so the families would, would get up in the morning and we would provide you know cereal, some fruit, um, some toaster waffles, that sort of thing, some coffee, some juice. They'll get up, they'll eat breakfast. They'll pack their lunch. They'll make a sandwich. They'll take some leftovers. So we've now covered their breakfast, their lunch, and their dinner for the week. Yep. Like, I mean, and... and it's happened week after week after week after week after week. So if you, can, if you can go to Publix and pick up some lunch meat or some bread or some milk or some juice or some chips or whatever, boom, you've helped. If you can say, you know what, I can't get out, here's a gift card to Publix. We can go purchase that for you. And we will have a key coordinator. I think we do have a key coordinator. Um, shout mm-hmm. out to Belinda Lowe. Who, Thank you,
2: Belinda. Who Woo-hoo. has
1: stepped up um, um, to, to fill that role. And now here's the thing it's not her, Family Promise is not her job, she's just gonna help organize it for us. Yes, yes,
0: um, and one that's of our kind of, volunteer coordinators. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: it's a volunteer coordinator, not volunteer on her own-inator. <sighs> um, so, yeah, I mean, one of the things that's beautiful about Family Promise is there's really, you really don't have an excuse to not help. Sorry to call you all out, but th- there really isn't an excuse. I'm not sorry.
0: It's okay. I, I, I think I think calling it calling it out is good.
1: Okay, then I'm really not sorry either, because Pastor Rebecca, I was going to be sorry, but Pastor Rebecca told me it didn't no, have to be. So no, i sorry. I'm, yeah. So I mean, there's literally there's literally no obstacles to whether or not you're able to participate, which, is, which means there's really no obstacles if you're not a part of a man who has signed up and you haven't been listening to this at a church where there is a family promise organization, if it happens to be in Martin County, and you haven't already <laughs> committed your church, give me a call, give share a call, let's talk, because this is what we're called to be as people of faith, and literally there's no reason not to participate. And if your congregation doesn't have space, guess what? There's this thing called support congregations. Yay,
2: support congregations. Yes. And a
1: support congregation, their role and their responsibility, they look at their facility and they go, oh, we don't have room to put families. But we have people that are passionate and willing to serve hey, this congregation has space, and they've signed up, but they don't have enough people to cover That's a whole week. Right. So you link, so Family Promise links up the, the support congregations who have people but not space with the congregations who have space but not people, and it fills the whole network. And, 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 that, was, and that was our, that was our reality um, in Gainesville. You know, with the congregation I served, we were worshiping 50 to 60 people. 50 to 60 people! And we pulled it off. And we had one to two support congregations. It depended on... Yeah. Depended on and me. I
0: think Chad was an auctioneer. And yes, you have an appointment at, in 10 minutes or so. Yes. So we need to wrap up. Um, yes. And do you so, have any closing...
1: Yes. So real quick. So it's Mother's Day weekend. I can't think of a better thing to support over Mother's Day weekend than an organization that helps families stay intact and be families. So you can go to the Martin County website. We have these flyers also at the church. It's called Club 254, and it comes from Isaiah 25.4. Is that correct? That's correct. So let me read that because it's kind of scriptural, being that it's in the Bible and everything. (laughs) You have been a refuge for the poor, a refuge for the needy in in his distress, a shelter from the storm and a shade from the heat. For the breath of the ruthless is like a storm driving against a wall. So Club 254 pulls that piece of scripture from Isaiah and says, hey, if you can donate $254, you can house a family for two weeks. $254 covers a family for two weeks. So if you can't give 254, we'll take $2.54. We'll take $254. We'll take $2,554. We'll take... Okay, I won't push my luck. (laughs) But the reality is there's a way to give, and if you can give anything... This is, a, this is a ministry that is absolutely, it's a beautiful ministry and um, one that I'm passionate about, Share is passionate about. We have a bed race coming up. There's all kinds of cool stuff going on. You'll hear more about the bed race, I'm sure. Um, so thank you. Thank you, Cher, for coming.
2: Thank you, Pastor Chad. And we can't thank hold you, her Pastor up because Rebecca. she's got
1: more Family Promise stuff to do so we can get <laughs> to that 13 so we can make that September deadline rather than January.
0: And, and I think Chad was an auctioneer in another life.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty impressive. It was.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in. Again, if you want to send us your questions or, uh, inf- or your ideas on what we should be talking about, IPC cracked, pox, pot, cracked pots <laughs> at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.